Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that offers people facing divorce, trusted, vetted divorce professionals, articles, a podcast, a mobile app, and more. So after I got divorced, I noticed something. And tell me if you think this happened to you. A lot of people called me and they wanted to get together. A couple took me to dinner. A couple girls took me out to lunch. And then after that, I never heard from them again. And I feel like I lost a few friends in my divorce. They stopped calling me. They stopped asking me to get together. It was so hurtful. And at the time, it just added another element of depression onto how I was feeling. But there were also some friends who truly stepped up in a way that I will never to this day forget. It was so beautiful and so kind, and it really was inspiring. And then there were the friends that I met when I was getting divorced who were in my same situation, and they became amazing friends. So I want to dedicate this podcast to friendships during and after divorce. And I have a great guest for this. Her name is Holly Herzog. Hi, Holly. Hello, Jackie. Holly is a divorce coach. She's also a therapist. Correct me if I'm wrong, Holly. You've been a therapist for 20 years. 30, but yeah. Oh, (laughs) okay. So, and then how long have you been a divorce coach? I have been doing divorce coaching for about three years now. And Holly is also divorced. And Holly also developed an online e-course called Stagger, Stumble, and Stand, which specializes in people who are newly separated, trying to help them cope. And really, it's a a wonderful course if you want something that's self-guided. So that's a pretty good bio, Holly. And I think that what's so great about this conversation is that you've experienced these feelings too. And so not only are you a trained therapist and coach, but you also, have you personally experienced what I was just talking about? Absolutely. I think that uh, relationships are, are my specialty as a therapist and as a coach. And Our relationships with our friends are so important during these major life changes like divorce. And I noticed for me too, uh, my friends showed up in a really big way, friends and family, and it made all the difference in the world for my navigation during my divorce. But there were also some friends that really didn't show up and it taught me a lot about myself but also about those relationships and what's important to kind of pay attention to in our friendships. So I want to start this off with asking you a question to help my listeners. How do you cope with a friend that stops calling? How do you cope with that disappointment and hurt and pain when you're experiencing all this other pain from divorce? Well, A couple of things I think are important to remember. And one is that, you know, so often when these sorts of things happen to us in life, we take them personally. 
And I think it's really important to remember that somebody not calling you when you're needing support is probably not about you as much as it is about them. So this is a great segue. Tell me the reasons why somebody wouldn't call back that has nothing to do with you and everything because of them. Well, I think that people in general don't know what to say. And so when they don't know what to say, instead of saying, I don't know what to say, which is a much better response than silence, uh, they just don't call. And uh, so they disappear, they kind of disappear from your life. And it's not that they're not thinking about you. Um, probably more likely, they're just uncomfortable and they don't really know how to show up and support you. And so, see, that makes me mad because yeah. I don't like those kind of people. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say I don't like them, but like it's hurtful. And it you just want to say like, you know what, this is uncomfortable and awful for me and have the guts to call me and say that. But the thing is, Holly, tell me if you agree. I think that they're maybe possibly unhappy in their own life. Maybe they wish it was them getting divorced. Maybe they're reevaluating their own relationship. Maybe they're feeling threatened because they're afraid you're going to be hanging around and it's going to be contagious. You know, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons that have nothing to do with you. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by it's probably not you. I, I think also sometimes these life events that we go through that are so challenging um, also bring up other people's history. So they might have had a very painful parental divorce or they might have had their own divorce. And it's bringing up feelings of either, you know, remembering being in that place or things that they said or did that they're ashamed of or that they're struggling with. So I think it's really important to remember that it's probably not about you. And I think your point about, I wish they'd just call and say, I don't know what to say, is, is a really good one. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with you as the person in pain who's needing support, calling those friends and saying, hey, I haven't heard from you in a long time and here's what I need from you. I need you to reach out occasionally, or I need you to invite me to do some things. And maybe just ask what's going on for them, if they're avoiding you on purpose, or if they even recognize that they're doing this, because they might not. 100%. Next question, how do you celebrate the friends who showed up? Well, I mean, I think that most of those people probably have been in a similar place in their lives and they know how important that support was for them. And so them showing up is them showing you their solidarity and their their hearts. And so, you know, a simple thank you is probably plenty for most of those people. But I do think that those are those are such big gifts. I mean, friends that show up to help you, you know, on days that you're packing up your house or uh, making decisions around your custody or people that offer to take you to ride with you to court or whatever. Those friendships, those are the people that are your biggest supporters and your warriors. And, you know, I think a, a, just a, a simple thank you is great to start. And I also want to add one other thing. When you say thank you, say to the person, we're always talking about me. I understand I'm going through a divorce, but how yes. are you doing? What's going on yes. in your life that I can help you with? 
Yes. Yeah. I do think it's important to acknowledge that you're soaking up so much of the friendship energy during those times. But I know for me, when I was going through my divorce, and this is even, you know, I was a therapist and I had a, a great support network, but I really felt like for about a year, it was kind of all I thought about. And I know I was a re really bad friend during a lot of those months. And so I think your, your point is a good one, Jackie. I do think it's important to acknowledge, but also give yourself the grace to say to your friends, hey, I know a lot of this is about me. And, you know, thank you for being there for me. And please let me know when I can do something for you. And to just keep having that conversation. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Kilisop and my guest, divorce coach Holly Herzog, and we are talking about friendships during and after divorce. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into why it can be hard to be a good friend to others during a divorce and how much is too much when it comes to talking to your friends about your divorce. We'll be right back. I am so excited to announce the newest Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professional, Eric Feig, who is the founder of Feig Mediation Group. Family focused is the best way to describe Eric Feig's mediation practice. He's a veteran attorney turned mediator and practices all different kinds of mediation. Of course, divorce mediation, but he also practices business disputes, elder care issues, and more. Being a father in a neurodiverse family, Eric also has a strong commitment to working with parents of neurodiverse and special needs children. His passion for helping divorcing couples is so apparent in all the conversations that I have had with him. Eric strives to help parents become empowered and get through the divorce process amicably and with an outcome that both feel is fair and equitable. If you want to learn more about Eric, you can find him at feigmediationgroup.com or in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I also want to talk about Katz and Stefani, a divorce firm located in the city of Chicago with an office also in Bannockburn. I have known Dan Stefani for over 20 years and think so highly of Katz and Stefani. They are well-respected and well-known, and they practice all kinds of divorce, everything through litigation, mediation, and the collaborative process. They also do prenups, postnups, and post-litigation. Really, really think highly of them. You can find Katz and Stefani at katzstefani.com or of course, in the trusted partner section of Divorced Girl Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast with Jackie Pilisoff and my guest, Holly Herzog. Holly and I are talking about friendships during and after divorce. I want to get into this now. We, we sort of touched on it, but there are more reasons why you might not be the best friend to others during a divorce. Here, here are a couple other reasons. You're so feeling broken that you don't want to be vulnerable to anybody. You know, like I just had a friend of mine who's going through a rough time and we talk all the time and I go, why haven't you called me or called me back? And she goes, 
because I don't want to be one of those people who every time you call, you know, it's just bad news. And I said, listen, we've been friends for like 40 years. You don't have to say everything's great every time we talk. You can have a hard time. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I think that was a really great way for you to handle that. And your friend can say to you, hey, um, things are really rough right now, but I need a break from talking about me. Let's talk about something else. Because I do think, you know, we get so caught up in our heads during a time that we're struggling, like with divorce, that we don't think about other things, you know, and we need to be able to think about the stuff that is good in our lives and the stuff that makes us laugh and forget about our troubles sometimes. So I think being able to ask your friends to do that with you is a really important skill. And Holly, isn't this the kind of stuff that you talk about in Stagger, Stumble and Stand? Tell my listeners about that. Absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the modules in our course is about how to build a support system for yourself. And I do think, you know, you will have friends who have been through it before that show up or family members that know what it's like to go through a divorce. But I do think, too, building uh, a support network additionally is important. Looking for people who have been where you've been and seeking them out. And whether that be joining a divorce support uh, group, or maybe what I did is call my friends and say, who do you know that's been through a divorce that might be able to talk to me about some of the things that I'm wondering how to navigate or be a friend to me during this time. And I actually met several people that way through my own friend network. So looking for those people you know, I think is an important part of your support network. So I'm going to tell my listeners what I used to tell my daughter when she was in junior high school. You only need one friend. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Holly, right? You have kids. You understand this. If you make an effort to meet one friend going through a divorce, it will build from there. And the two of you will start meeting other people. I truly believe this. Yes, I agree with you. And I do think, you know, divorce is one of those things that is so all encompassing when you're in the middle of it, that having more than one friend is also beneficial. So, well, absolutely. (laughs) But for people who think like, I don't know one divorced person, I was the same way. I got divorced in 2007, 2008. I didn't know anyone in my town who was divorced. And I made friends with one girl who was going through a divorce and it just grew from there. And then everyone who was getting divorced would come up to us. We met in a workout class at our gym and everyone would come up to us because they knew we were the divorced women. So um, that is how it started. I think that's a really good point, Jackie, that, you know, um, when we are married, we tend to have friends that are married because that's what we cultivate. We hang out with couples or we do things with other people that are doing similar activities to what you know we, we spend our time doing. So when we go through a divorce, it takes some time to meet people that are interested in doing things with friends and as solo people and maybe different kinds of activities than we would have done when we were married. 
And you can look at that as an opportunity too. I mean, one of my really good friends said, now she's been divorced for about probably 12 or 13 years. I've never seen somebody so distraught and upset. And this was a woman who went from her parents' house to her marriage. And then after 30 years, her husband left her. And this woman said today, there are 20,000 things I would have never done had I still been married. And she is a very happy person. And it's because she had the courage, because it's not easy to think outside the box and try to do different things. And that's how she met other friends too. I, I agree. I think that um, that's part of what is also addressed in our course is moving on and building a new life. And how do you do that? And, and it is kind of the key to getting out of the rut of thinking only about how unhappy you are or how frustrated you are or how angry you are is that you start trying new things. You're really stepping out of like who you've been and hopefully blossoming into something bigger and you know more vibrant uh, in, your, in your next phase of life. So I think that that's a, a really important and um, helpful step to take. Try some new things, anything. You don't have to like it, just try it. And then if you don't like it, try something else. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you'll meet people that way too. Stagger, stumble, and stand. That's the name of Holly's e-course. You can do it on your own time, by yourself, whenever you want. How can they find Stagger, Stumble, and Stand? You can find it at graceuntethered.com. Under programs. Under programs, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, really simple. Graceuntethered.com. Go to programs, register for Stagger, Stumble, and Stand. I know several people who did the course. Excellent, excellent course. All right, I'm going to move on to the next question. How much is too much when it comes to talking about your divorce with your friends? You know, I think that the best way to figure that out is to ask your friends, you know, because there will be people in your life that don't get tired of being that support person and are willing to let you talk as much as you need to. And there are going to be other people that don't have the bandwidth to be able to be that kind of support. So just asking somebody, how do you feel like our time lately has been, you know, how's it going for you? Am I talking too much about my divorce? You know, is this a comfortable balance or what can we talk about in addition to this? How can I participate in this friendship in a different way? Wow. So I had a completely different answer for this one. I was going to say, if you feel like your friends, your conversation with your friends is always dominated by your divorce all the time, I would mm -hmm. suggest therapy and or a divorce coach, because those are the people that are paid to listen to you and help you. And so they're going to give you really, really good professional advice. They're not biased, so they're not going to say like, oh, your husband was such an asshole anyway. You know, like that's not the, that's different than what the advice you get from a therapist or a divorce coach is going to be very different than what you hear from your friends. And my other suggestion is if it gets to be like a year later and you're still 
talking about your divorce all mm -hmm. the time. That's, that's an issue. Don't you think Holly? I mean, it's okay to talk about your divorce every minute at the beginning, but people will eventually get tired of it if it gets to be months and months and, and years and you're still talking about it. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Obviously, as a divorce coach and a therapist, I see the value in having both of those in addition to your friends. But I also think that friendships are an important piece of your recovery process. And I agree with you, if you're stuck and it's been a year and it's still, you know, you're trouble, having trouble with sleep and you're really angry and you're sad or crying frequently, or that's what you think about all the time, then you probably do need some professional help to move on. What does it take to be a good friend? Because I think there's a lot of people listening that are, they don't want to lose their friendships. I think it might be helpful for you to offer some suggestions on this. Well, I think the friendship first off is about being vulnerable and being honest. And so if you want to have deep quality friendships, you need to be able to be both vulnerable and honest. And I think not everyone's a candidate for that. You know, I know for me, my friendships changed drastically after I read Brene Brown's first book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And I really realized that I didn't do a good job in many of my relationships being vulnerable. And once I started working on that, the quality of friendships really changed drastically. That's so interesting. And um, it's so interesting even more so because you're a therapist, you know? So maybe because you're a therapist, you're good at helping other people be vulnerable, but you didn't realize that you weren't. Bingo. I think wow. that's totally it. Wow. Yeah. All right. So in the article you wrote for Divorce Girl Smiling on this subject, you have some journaling prompts to help people explore this a little bit more. So do you want to just read a couple of them or do you want me to? I can read them. That's that's sure. That's no okay, problem. Okay, go ahead. If I'm having a rotten day, who is the first person that I would want to talk to and why? Am I comfortable asking my friends for help when I need it? Would they ask me for help? Do I have a friend that I haven't seen in years, but I know if I saw them would pick right up where we left off? Is there someone I've been missing, but I haven't reached out to to contact them? And what keeps me from reaching out? And then lastly, what is something nice a friend said to me that meant the world? And in what ways do my life traditions involve these friendships? I love these. Now, I want to tell my listeners, if you want to read more prompts that Holly wrote, go to Divorced Girl Smiling and read this article. Holly, tell my listeners why journaling is so important. Journaling is such a great tool because it helps your brain process your feelings differently than if you just think them. It gets you, it gets different parts of your brain active and your witnessing mind, which is the part of your mind that helps your healing come on board and the compassion is present during writing your answers to things. 
So I always recommend to clients that they journal because it's just an easy way for you to get your whole brain engaged in the healing process. I couldn't agree more. Holly, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today and talk about this really important topic and helping people. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jackie. This was, this was really fun. And if anybody wants to reach Holly and have a complimentary consultation for either group coaching or individual coaching or to learn more about Stagger, Stumble, and Stand, you can find her at graceuntethered.com. And you can also find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I want to close this by offering a story that I think will make any of you guys feel better. I was friends with someone for like 10 years, maybe more. And the way the friendship has ended has been so hurtful to me. And I have been thinking about it for, it, it happened a couple of years ago and I'm still thinking about it, but not as much. And what finally gave me some peace is that I started to journal and look back on all of the things that I really missed in the friendship. Like, remember that time she said this about so-and-so? Remember the time I thought it was really mean? Remember the time she was mean to someone? We just didn't have anything in common anymore. And I think that when you, when somebody stops being your friend, it is so hurtful that I think it can be worse than a breakup in many ways. And the only way to really get through it is to believe in yourself and realize that it's probably not about you. And that if you know there was really nothing you did that was wrong and all you did was try to be the best friend you possibly could, then there's nothing else to do except move on and really try to brush it off and not think about it. So I hope that helps everybody. I think that you have a lot of wonderful friendships to look forward to. I think post-divorce is a wonderful time, actually during and post-divorce, like Holly said, to reevaluate your friendships and make new ones and really have good quality friendships. And you have all that to look forward to. If you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, anything from divorce attorneys, divorce mediators, coaches, therapists, real estate agents, financial advisors, and more, or you want to listen to more podcasts or read articles or have a free consult with me, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.